tonight was part one of Fessy's comeuppance. I'm John Chidley Hill. I'm Sheldon Alexander, and I've had enough of Fessy. I'm just going to oh say, I'm just like, and I'm not even saying that he was super annoying in this episode or whatever, but just, there's He's just a, a lot annoying. of Fessy. There is so much Fessy. <laughs> and it's, he took a long pause there. <laughs> First of all, this is You Killed It, the podcast about the challenge, or maybe it's about Fessy. And what's funny is, I would say that Fessy was involved in 75% of, of what was discussed on part one of the reunion. With a tease to part two of more Fessy, but with Nelson. Yeah, there's at least one more segment with Nelson and CT. So like we're looking at like another 10 minutes of Fessy time. And it's so funny to me because we obviously watched the season. Our listeners watched the season. Fessy was certainly a major character. Yeah. But not the biggest. Like, like maybe top five plot lines, but obviously Leroy and Cam were a big plot line. There was whole episodes revolving around Devin and Josh. Mm -hmm. And like, if you compare the amount of time, like Devin and Josh got addressed a little bit on tonight's episode, like the reunion tonight, but nothing compares like are they grooming fessy to be like the next villain because I'm, I'm gonna be honest i don't think he makes for great tv so here here's my thing with fessy right fessy is just there like he talks a lot he mm -hmm. talks a big game and my whole thing with him in this episode i think was summed up by Devin, who was like at least i can admit when i'm wrong yeah. And I feel like Fessy, no matter which side it's on or whatever you're going at him for, he just has an excuse for everything. Mm. Right? Like it's it's everything's an excuse. And then even when he does kind of try to be, you know, somewhat nice or understanding, it comes off as super phony. And then and I know that sounds bad that I'm saying that he's phony, but I I think I was so rattled by like the Gabby stuff because I didn't understand that how like no we'll, we'll get there and we'll get there we'll talk about it i have one question before we actually start doing the sort of blow by blow did this episode have to be 90 minutes of course not especially especially given that there's a second episode coming which i assume is also going to be 90 minutes of course not but as someone who works in the media and this is one of those definite times where our normal listeners will know that i am tiptoeing right now because of political <laughs> connects. But I will say this, as someone who works in the media um, and your business has not been the same business as you've been used to over the past year, and there might've been some lost revenue. So you're gonna use every last bit of opportunity to recoup some of that lost revenue that you may have suffered through over the last year and you are going to drain that <laughs> as much as possible. You are going to squeeze every last bit of content out of that that you can to recoup whatever your potential losses might have been. Because it's not about the challenge. It's about the company of MTV. So if the challenge is one of your biggest brands, and now you're going to tell me that, well, we could just give you two. We could give you a one-hour episode of the reunion. You could have done that. I'm sure 
what we see tonight and what we're going to see next week, I bet you they could have condensed into one good hour. But why would you do that when you can sell ad revenue for two hour and a half episodes? You're going to cash those checks instead of, because I'm going to get the, the ad buys that companies pay for the challenge. I'm going to guess or more than they pay for the reruns of ridiculousness. I'm just guessing. I don't know I that. Hear, but I'm just guessing. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying and I agree with what you're saying. But what I don't understand is why do they only show the challenge once per week where they'll have 23 hours a day of ridiculousness or in Canada they'll show corner gas. Yeah. I mean, and like like and I'm not even saying it has to be like I'm not saying that they have to show like the same episode of Double Agents twice in a week. I'm saying like show us an old school episode on like Tuesday nights and then have the new episode on a Thursday night, especially knowing that they had the OGs season coming up. Like how great would it have been to like show some older or some like shit they should have shown mm -hmm. or like some briefing. Like I agree that the challenge is probably MTV's most viable product right now okay i just don't understand why they're choosing to maximize that profitability with three hours of reunion instead of having less ridiculousness every week and having more challenge every week in different forms whatever that might be hmm. interesting but i'm gonna guess and i don't know the answer but i'm gonna guess the answer comes down to money Either you have to pay more money to the people who are on set episodes that you're replaying oh, yeah, royalties. because I bet, you know, I, I don't know how the contracts work for the challenge, but in normal television, like let's say friends or whatever, right? Once your show gets to X amount of episodes or gets into reruns in syndication, that's more checks for the people who are on said show. So I don't know if, if you end up re-airing on television episodes of the challenge do you have to pay those people maybe you mm -hmm. do i don't know I, I don't know either what i do know is that the first topic of conversation led by our host vernon davis super bowl champion who i'm, who I'm sure you were excited to see I mean, um sure <laughs> i was just like aren't you a why? 90s fan i just forgot you know like when he popped up again i was like oh yeah i forgot that this was a thing yeah, he would not have been my first round or even second round pick. Like to me, the obvious choices to host are either um, Devin Simone, former castmate who like now like does hosting things on TV, mm -hmm. and like is hosting the OGs reunion and you know they had like an after show for the season of the challenge online that Devin hosted. Like she would make a lot of sense, mm -hmm. or the Miz who also is like more energetic has been on the show more natural than vernon davis i thought vernon was okay yeah but i to me he wasn't like the best choice when we know that there's at least those two other options and maybe others maybe you get johnny bananas although i think johnny would have a hard time not making it about himself <laughs> but like you know what i mean yeah. like to me there's just like there's other options than former super bowl winner vernon davis no that's fair that's totally fair um yeah so vernon his first his first sort of like real real line of questioning was about 
how the pairings matched up, like when they first were established. Uh, they go over Fessy and Anissa and how Fessy did not want to work with Anissa. Mm -hmm. I loved Anissa's line here that Fessy just wanted to pair up with Fessy or female Fessy. Mm -hmm. Then, of course, we went back over uh, CT's decision to not pick Cam and CT owned that he's not the best at high pressure decisions, which is kind of surprising if you think about like his chosen profession, which, you know, kind of high stakes. I mean, I guess I guess what he's saying he is he normally has time to think about things. I also think that was just a cover. Right. But what I was interested in thinking back to the CT thing was if CT did pick Cam, do you think that he would have made it to the final? No. I mean, I think you and I discussed that last week. I don't think he would. We did a bit. We did a bit. But as I was watching this episode and watching how it all played out, my thought was, you know, I think he made it that long in the game because of Big T. Mm -hmm. Right? And so she took the Absolutely. target off his back. Just a little bit. And I think what Cam, they would have been such a strong team that people would have been trying to figure out how do we get these guys out or how do we steal one of the partners or whatever. But either way, you know, I think it worked out for CT. And obviously that sounds easy to say because he won, obviously. But I just think, you know, the way that it played out, I even think it played out better for Cam as well too, right? Just how yeah. things ended up going. I also think CT and Cam have such strong personalities. And we discussed this. In both their cases, I mean, Cam had quite a few partners, but in both their cases, you know, they got to sort of be the leader of their partnership. And I think that benefited CT. Maybe that's not fair to Big T to say that he was the leader of their partnership. But when it came time to the competitions, CT usually called the shots. Yeah. And I think if it was Cam and CT together all season i think they would have really struggled with that like i think they're too similar in personality and they needed people more complimentary people that could take a back seat like kyle did with cam for a long period that Corey did mm -hmm. more along those lines no that's fair on the top on the topic of ct he says that double agents is the most intense challenge he's ever been on which is saying something because he's been on quite a few mm -hmm. Leroy says that CT looks great, that he's lost a lot of weight. They had him stand up and like show off how he went from dad bod to fatherly figure, which I thought was a funny joke. Yep. Uh, and then Vernon sort of followed up and said, you know, what was going on? And I was interested to hear what CT had to say. Because on the one hand, in some ways, he had a lot of clarity. Like he said that he had a lot of underlying issues that he wasn't addressing. Mm -hmm. He says that the pandemic was really hard on his marriage, which I believe. I think the pandemic has been hard on a lot of relationships. But then he says that everything is going well now, but I wasn't clear if he's single or not. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't grasp that either. It seemed like he was, you know, doing the the talk that I just did with the political connects and he's kind of tap dancing around what he's trying to say. Um I think CT, you could just tell, like, as, as you said, he had a lot going on and he just looks a lot healthier, right? He looks a lot yeah. more like CT. And I think, 
we saw him the past couple years when even though he still was very successful, but he wasn't in shape at all. And I think he knew that bottom line, right? Like taking care of your body, taking care of yourself, getting back in better shape for CT. Overall, that helps because you're helping yourself being more healthy, but also you're helping yourself go on this challenge show, which is there's a lot of physical stuff that in, that's involved in the game. Right. So it's, it's yeah. like two birds, one stone, but really it's like a million birds with one stone, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and especially to keep up with your man's like Fessy. Well, he's also, CT's a father now. He's a smoker mm-hmm. and carrying around that weight. That's asking for heart problems. Yeah. So like good on him for the sake of his family, for the sake of his son, mm-hmm. for taking better care of himself. Yeah. Casey had to take care of herself after the final. She revealed that she ruptured her patellar tendon and needed surgery after. Mm -hmm. That's super bad. Like, that's a bad injury. Yeah, it is. And you knew it was something really bad. Like, we knew that already. But I think, you know, to have her say it and to, you know, relive that moment and let them have the moment as well where, more importantly, they crushed Fessy. Um, yeah, that's really important to me, crushing Fessy. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, he can say so much, but, like, he just had more excuses, right? Like, why didn't you eat? Oh, well, she had a, a hurt leg, and I knew that she couldn't walk. It was like, that wasn't the question. And also, it was correctly brought up that when he was partnered with Anissa, and Anissa wanted to win, he also didn't eat. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to give a shout out to our listener, Carrie, and I hope I'm saying your last name correctly, Carrie. Carrie Guerra. I'm very bad at rolling my R's. I know it's supposed to be a rolled R. Um, she said that Fassi appeared on the official challenge podcast with Anissa and Tori. Mm-hmm. And he admitted that he doesn't really watch the challenge. Uh, and so was not aware of CT's performances in recent history and carrie speculated that he also would not be aware of how important it is to eat gross food on the challenge which i mean first of all thank you carrie for letting us know and it's also just nice to know that like it sort of confirmed our suspicions that our guy fessy hasn't done his research on what the show is all about well you know, it's still the the clip they played of him being like, I don't think anyone can beat me in a physical elimination, blah, blah, blah. And he's still going on. It's not like he backed down from it. It's like, dude, you just lost again. And I loved how mm-hmm. Devin was just like, dude, you're, you're making fun of me and saying I suck, but I've also come in last in two finals just like you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious. But also, like, as Devin said, and which I thought was the best point, at least I can admit I'm wrong. And Fessy's just, like, going back and forth, and it was just so annoying. Well, and Devin talks a lot of shit, but he's not talking the same kind of shit as Fessy. Like, Devin talks shit, but he's not saying, like, oh, I'm going to run you Devin's over. Devin's trolling. Me in a physical... Yeah, Devin's trolling, but also Devin doesn't write checks that his ass can't cash. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say like, oh, I'm going to steamroll you in Hall Brawl because he knows he can't. Yeah. And he doesn't say like, oh, I'm going to just like 
dummy everyone in the final because he knows he can't. He talks shit another way. He talks shit in puzzles. Sure. He gets under people's skins. He puts down their uh, intelligence. Mm-hmm. But like, it's different. Um, I also like that they addressed Kyle versus Fessy in the hall brawl, and Vernon goes to say, you know. Fessy or Kyle, Fessy beat you in the hall brawl, and Kyle cuts him off and goes, "I actually didn't get beat by Fessy. I was medically disqualified." And Fessy got like all shirty about it. Of course he did. But it's also true. Yeah. Technically, Kyle did not lose. I mean, true, true. It's it's all facts. I mean, it's funny because Kyle knows what he's doing as well, and everyone knows that it's riling up Fessy when you phrase it that way. But it is actually true. Like that's what happened, and. To me, the, the the interesting part of this whole section was the breakdown of the whole Big, Big Brother Alliance and Josh mm. foolishly giving away that basically it was just him, Fessy, and Casey. And my question was, was a Big Brother Alliance an actual good alliance? Like, did it accomplish its job? No. Because like did Fessy and like Fessy and Casey, did they need to be in the Big Brother Alliance to make it that far? I think they did. Okay. Like I think you know, when you phrase it that way. So it's a bad alliance because so you think it was a bad alliance because they didn't win? Yeah, I was gonna say it's a I was gonna argue it was a bad alliance because Josh didn't make the final. No. The two remaining core members finished last in the final mm-hmm. and like you know obviously casey's injury was a big factor but i don't think they would have won yeah even even if she was healthy uh, i think it's pretty apparent that the food would have derailed fessy yeah and sort of you know the fourth member of their alliance who they'd sort of cut loose ended up winning so from that angle uh, i was I gonna say saying. they were not successful but to your point your question like the way you framed it of you know would would they have succeeded without that alliance i don't think so i think that alliance really took them far well i i don't think fessy fessy in particular i don't think has the political game to like bounce around that's true as someone like wes or ct or smashly or even devon or kyle to a lesser extent do like, I don't, I mean, I don't know if you knew this, Sheldon. Fessy's an introvert. And so well, the, talking to people is not his strength. The other way to look at this, though, which well played, I see what you did there. Um, but the other way to look at this, too, was, okay, so you had Fessy, you had Casey, you had Amber, and we find out Nani was not really working with them, but she was affiliated. And so if you look at it from that perspective, that's four people in the finals that were at least Mm -hmm. affiliated with the Big Brother Alliance. So I guess it did do its job to a certain extent. I feel like the people that made it to the final, though, played the politics the right way, right? Like Josh was with Casey and Fessy, but he was just too loud, right? Mm -hmm. Amber was affiliated with them, which was good for her game because she did she obviously went far as a rookie and Nani who's a vet went super far by partnering with them as well or being affiliated with them. So I think in in that instance, when I look at it, I think 
yeah, I guess they did do a pretty good job, I guess. I also think, though, from my perspective, I think Cam and Leroy did a better job. Mm -hmm. And to some degree, Big Brother was along for the ride because Casey and Leroy were partnered for most of the season. No, that's fair. I mean, and, and also, I mean, I'm not going to say anything negative about Cam and Leroy. So no. if that's what you're waiting for, it's not going to No, I, I would not. <laughs> I'm, joking, I'm joking. I think I think they are America's, and dare I say Canada's, sweethearts. We looked a little bit at the history, and I forgot. I want people to message me and be honest. Message wherever you listen to the pod. Message us in the DMs. I want to know if that whole segment of this reunion got anyone. Because I'm going to be honest, and maybe it's the emotional state of everything that's going on, and I know our American friends, some people who are listening to this, your shit's wide open. You guys are out there living your best lives again. That is not the case here where we're at right now. <laughs> it's a bit of an emotional roller coaster right now. So I don't know if that played a part in it, but I got to admit, when Nani, when they cut to Nani and Nani was talking about it, I was like, yo, is the challenge reunion about to catch me in my feelings right now? Like, is, is that a thing that's I, about to happen? Like, it was an emotional moment. And I guess it's because it I've seen the whole thing. We've watched the whole thing. I forgot how nasty that one reunion got between them. Yeah. Where, you know, Leroy said, you know, I just want to smash and everything. Mm -hmm. I forgot about how nasty that was. And I, I'm not going to go so far as to say it got me in my feels. Mm -hmm. But it definitely was like, I'm a romantic at heart. I don't Aww. know if we talk about this enough, Sheldon. I just love love. Aww. Like I'm a, I'm a big, guy. big romantic. And... Ladies, are you listening? Are you listening, ladies? <laughs> just saying. And to hear... Leroy say things like Vernon asked him, you know, how do you turn that around? And he said, I prayed a lot and I found accountability and like Ashley relating how she has her manifestation journal. And he wrote in Ashley's manifestation journal, like I'm manifesting cam. Mm -hmm. Like it was so powerful and cool to see how they both were like, we care there's something real here there's we care about each other we're gonna find a way to make this work like yeah. we're gonna be vulnerable with each other we are going to like face this head on mm -hmm. together that just like spoke to me and also seeing nani's very sincere i mean she was crying and just like she knows leroy better than anyone else that's on the show yeah saying like how far he's come i mean that was emotional too and her being and like, honest she's like i'm sorry i just called you a fuck boy <laughs> right and he said like no it's true right like, and like just the honesty of that and again people who haven't seen that real world las vegas season it's a watch but i think that's why like if there's some people that are like oh you don't get it i i understand but if you've been along for the ride since seeing the real world las vegas and then the whole transformation of seeing Leroy, you know, still be the quote unquote fuck boy, but then settling down a bit, you know, calming things down, let's say, to where he was just kind of the nice guy on the challenge, right? Wasn't really getting into trouble, 
was just there trying to win, whatever. And then the Cam stuff where we saw that whole roller coaster. And for him to be that vulnerable and to admit, you know, like she wanted a relationship and he didn't really want a relationship. He didn't know what he wanted. And for him to realize the accountability was in him instead mm -hmm. of not with, you know, because I feel like what happens sometimes if people say, I need to find the one or I haven't met the one yet. Do you know what I mean? And that's how we look at these things instead of him, the way that Leroy is looking at it, where he's accountable and saying like, oh, well, I'm not ready to be with Cam or I wasn't ready to be with someone. It wasn't so much about, mm -hmm. you know, me still wanting to be out here smashing or whatever. It was just, I feel like I'm now consciously ready. And I mm -hmm. felt that was, I thought that was interesting. I thought that was really interesting. I think so too. And I think you're totally right. It's a mentality shift. Mm -hmm. A lot of people think, that love will find them mm -hmm. and i think that's true to a degree that like you'll be presented with an opportunity mm -hmm. you'll be presented in your life with someone that like where there's real chemistry a real spark but you got to make it happen and i don't i don't mean like take their consent away i mean like you got to be you have to own your shit yeah and you have to be as leroy said accountable mm -hmm. You have to be honest. You have to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. You have to forgive them their mistakes and like be humble when you make mistakes. And it sounds like both Leroy and Cam have done that. And that's super cool to see. Like, that's really, really nice. And this was just a great segment. Probably, probably the best segment of the, of the reunion so far. Yeah, it was, it was. And you know what? That's one of the things where it's like, you mentioned how long this episode could have really been this might have been the only segment of the entire episode that would have been in, you know, the actual hour, the good solid hour. There are some other yeah. things, but you could have done like a super cut of just Fessy getting dissed for multiple things. Maybe I guess the Fessy and Tori stuff, but whatever, you know, well, like. One thing we always speak about Sheldon, whenever there's a reunion is the fits and how well people are dressed. Okay. And I have to tell you, in my opinion, and you know, fashion is subjective. This was the best dressed wow. the cast has ever been, in my opinion. Interesting. Okay. Like there was no one where I was like, oh my God, what are you wearing? Hmm. Interesting. How did you feel about the outfits? See, I thought it was, I didn't notice anything to be like that drastically different. I thought everyone looked good, but I always think everyone looks good. Um, yeah, I, I can't really say that I thought, you know, it stood out to me that much more than any other season. I don't know. I don't know why that is, but. There's always, in my opinion, there's always someone, usually a guy, if we're being honest, that just like shows up in like a t-shirt and jeans. Yeah, that was Leroy, right? There's a. Yeah, but it was like a fancy shirt. Like Leroy was looking good. Okay. But I thought it was just a black t-shirt. I don't remember now. But anyways, I, I don't know. I thought he looked. I thought everyone looked good. And like you know, there was obviously this was a while ago. But there's the years where like Kenny and Evan would always be wearing like suck yeah t-shirts. You know, <laughs> their shitty clothing line stuff like that. Yeah. All that being said, as much as I thought everyone was well dressed. I thought Ashley stole the show. I oh. thought her outfit was 
fantastic. Who made the comment? Come on, girl, you can't be crying in that in that outfit. Anissa did. Anissa, yeah. Anissa did. Anissa might have been like the MVP of this episode. She was heavily involved, oh. but had all the like she had this like aura of swag and just like confidence of like you can't say that to me. Like it was just a different like vibe Anissa was on. I don't know. She was she was laying out great like legitimately funny lines mm-hmm. especially just dunking on fassy which hey god bless her what was the line also, when uh she said uh fessy was like oh you walked in the shower with you walked in on in me you walked in on me in the shower and she was like i didn't walk in on you i was invited it's like oh yeah. Great lines. She also said about Fessy pretending to eat, you were being a whole actress. Just, Anissa was killing it. Yeah. I thought Devin had some good lines. He, he tries just like a touch too much, but he still had some great lines. Yeah. Um, I did want to talk about Ashley a little bit more, not just because of her outfit. Okay. But I was interested by what she had to say about Nelson and how she was hurt that Nelson has been her friend, mm-hmm. she thought, until she actually saw the show, and then he was calling her a snake. And I have to say, I I can't believe I'm going to say this. I understood where Nelson was coming up to a point, but also, Ashley's 100% right, because she never quite phrased it this way. People like Nelson, as an example, hold it against her that she air quotes stabbed hunter in the back Mm -hmm. my contention is that she stabbed hunter in the front (laughs) i like that i like that. she made it clear all along that she did not like hunter Mm -hmm. we had marie on after that finale and she told us and our listeners that throughout that final ashley said like i hate this guy if I get the chance to steal the money, I'm going to steal the money. And again, and like a lot of people backed Ashley up on this reunion. Who else has she betrayed? It's She's been a straight shooter. She, she has she has an unfair, bad reputation. Straight crickets, right? Straight crickets. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agreed with everything you just said and agreed with what Ashley said. Um and I like when someone just speaks facts. Okay, show me show me where I've done these things. And no one really had answers. And eventually no Nelson just apologized. Yeah. Um, speaking of apologies, CT and Big T talked about their ups and downs. Mm-hmm. And again, I mean, we're just praising Leroy for accountability. I liked CT's... Uh, apology here. I'm a big believer that if you embarrass someone in public, you have to apologize in public. Okay. Right? Like, it does no good. No, that's fair. To publicly em- embarrass someone and then privately apologize. And I know CT sort of tried to apologize during the season. Mm-hmm. But I thought this was a really heartfelt apology. It seemed like Big T took it well. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of this interaction? So my thing with this whole part was CT seemed genuinely embarrassed. And yeah. I thought, you know, 
he should be in fairness no 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 and uh, and of course right totally but we're just talking about fessy and fessy not being accountable for anything he he did or do you know what i'm saying and mm-hmm. when you compare contrast that to ct you could see he was genuinely embarrassed after well while they were running the clips right like you mm-hmm. could see him genuinely embarrassed and i thought that when you when you look at it from that angle i think i feel bad for him mm-hmm. because i wonder if there's part of him that thinks should I have given Big T a chance in the final? Now, he's not going to go back and redo it because he won the money, and of course it'd be dumb to go back and do that. But you could tell he's definitely upset in how he did it, and he can tell that he's definitely upset with how he treated her because as he acknowledged, Mm -hmm. she didn't deserve that, right? She didn't deserve that embarrassment. And, you know, even for all the things that she said to him back, you know, like he knows that he crossed the line. Yeah. I also, you compared CT to Fessy, and I think it was great analysis. But also, one thing that I found interesting was, I mean, we already said this, but they showed a lot of Fessy clips, not just from the show, but things he tweeted, things he posted on Instagram since uh, this season aired. And when you watch Fessy's body language... He's like, has his shoulder turned away from the screen. He's shifting around uncomfortably. CT, however, he engaged with the clips. Mm -hmm. Like, he was embarrassed and you could see it, but he didn't look away. And that's accountability, right? Like, he's not trying to squirm out. He's not trying to, like, look away from how hurtful he was to someone he likes and respects. He was like sitting in the moment, sitting with his feelings of embarrassment and recognizing how he fucked up, for lack of a better term. And and then like immediately, like he didn't even let Vernon Davis really finish (laughs) before starting to apologize. Which was good for all uh, of us, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, We do talk about the rookies. The rookie girls, specifically. So weird that we don't see Michi or Joseph on the reunion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get it, though. Like, maybe we see them in the next episode. Who knows? Who knows? So they talk about the beef between all the rookie girls and Tori and Anissa. Uh, All the rookie girls, they really have Amber M as the lead prosecutor for the rookie girls. But Amber is explaining how they did not like how Tori and Anissa went about their business. They, She, at least, Amber M, took it personally and felt that the Anissa and Tori were sort of the mean girls of the house, which both Anissa and Tori object to. But Amber M's like, listen, I'm not the only one. And she starts, and Vernon says, who else? And she starts to list them off. And as she says names, like, a roll call. Big T's like, yeah, I didn't like it. And, like, Amber B was like, yeah, I didn't like it. Uh, Gabby wasn't present, so she wasn't able to, at that point, speak up for herself. Mm. Um, one thing I found interesting and wanted to know, there, I had two takeaways from this segment. The first is that, again, Amber M and Anissa were already cool because Anissa had handled her business. And had already apologized, but Amber M 
was still a little salty towards Tori, who had apologized in the DMs, and Amber Ann was like, should be to my face. <laughs> and Tori was like, should I have flown to your house? And Amber Ann's like, I'm right here. And Tori's like, oh, right, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I was glad to see that sorted. The other thing that I liked was that Devin points out to Amber Ann that like, hey, we're not as good at stuff as other people and we sort of have to accept they're going to make fun of us for that yeah and I, I i liked the awareness from Devin. Devin, i thought you know he he did his best Devin, in terms of interjecting giving the one-liners consistently over and over again i thought that was funny because Devin knows his role and let's be honest he plays his role well right he's uh mm. he's antagonizing he will you know, always find a way to interject and get his one-liners in. And he did that. Uh, the thing that interests me the most, like Tori, Tori had a bad season, right? Like we, we've discussed that before. She had a horrible, horrible season, right? Her politic yeah. game was way too much. And it was so sloppy, super sloppy. And, and she got, got very early and she alluded to the fact of a lot of things going on outside of the show, obviously before she got there, we know her and Jordan broke up. And with all that said, though, I found the whole back and forth between, you know, or about Fessy and Tori super interesting. That's one of the things I found funny just because, you know, they were on vacation together and then, you know, they were super friends, but they're talking about, no, we're friends, we're friends. And I thought it was just weird. But then I also wondered if like they're just playing the game. And by there, I mean, Tori, like, was mm. she saying things just to kind of make it more of a storyline? Because to go this whole thing and be like, oh, we're just friends. We're just friends. We're just friends. And she's like, I'm not going to say that shit didn't get weird, but we're friends. And it's like, wait, what? Like, what does that mean? And, and also, I don't really care. If that makes sense, Tori, I think oh, no, that makes total sense. I think I like Tori I in the Tori, beginning when so she came on the Fessy. challenge, but the longer she's been on the challenge, I've become less and less of a Tori fan. Wow. Yeah. Like I like Can Tori you in the beginning. on that for a while. I don't know. I just find her like she talks a very big game and doesn't really back it up. And we've seen multiple seasons in a row where she struggled. Yeah. She had the run. So what was that? War of the Worlds 2 where she just yeah. lost. She lost in the finals, right? She didn't make it to like the very end, mm -hmm. right? And Jordan won. But she was pretty close then. And they had a great season, her and Jordan, for sure. But outside of that, was it right? She struggled. And I think, I, I mean, maybe two, this could be a thing. Maybe even the illusion of her being into Fessy makes her less attractive. It certainly makes her less likable. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Um, I do. But that leads me to Fessy and Gabby. Unless you still wanted to talk about Tori. Because I definitely think something did happen in the house. They just didn't show it. Really? Yeah. Like, I think a lot of things happened in the house and they didn't show it. Like, why wouldn't they have shown Fessy pulling the shoe off of Devin? Right? Like, I think yeah, a lot of true. things they left out for that, again, what we were talking about, the 
whatever their rating was, a PG-13 rating as, a, as opposed to whatever it was rated before. Mm-hmm. But um, Fessy and Gabby. Maybe. Sorry. No, no, no. Sorry. What were you going to say? Well, no, I was just agreeing with you. We should talk about Fessy and Gabby because this underscores my problem with Fessy. So he, the part I didn't understand, right, was he said he kept saying, you know, well, we were in the house and I didn't even really get a chance to talk to Tori that much. And it's like, why not? What else were you doing? Then he says, I didn't really get that much of a chance to talk to Gabby, like just talk to her and get to know her. So what else were you doing? Right. I, I just found it so weird. And then his excuse of, oh, well, when he was trying to talk to her, people were saying, oh, he's just using you as a vote, blah, blah. Like there's a lot of free time. You're not filming all of the time you're in the house. There's more than enough time that you can sit and get to know someone if you really want to sit and get to know someone. I didn't get that. It's not, it's not just in the house. Think about the bus rides they have mm-hmm. going to the, the competition. For sure. Think about the um, when they're setting up the competitions like when they're at the scene think about like when they're resetting think about how much time we see them standing around i bet each competition takes like three hours to film probably yeah. two to three hours depending yeah and you're just standing around trying to stay warm and hydrated you're not talking to the women you're attracted to just to, like not even to like run game but just to like just to speak for the sake of speaking. Like I, yeah. I know I'm a pretty outgoing guy and Fessy's introverted, but I just like, I can't imagine, I can't imagine being in that small space with so few other people to interact with and not talking to everyone at some point, just, just for the sake of it. Like before Gabby and Fessy kissed, on the show fessy said to her like why did it take like six weeks so like assuming fessy's math is correct they've been in the house together for six weeks and fessy just said on the reunion that they hadn't spoken really up until that point i don't get it like what were you doing for six weeks together 24 7 like it's a lot of meals being eaten that's a lot of meals. That's a lot of working out. That's a lot of passing each other in the halls. That's a lot of drinking in the liquor dome. That's a lot of sitting in the bus. That's a lot of waiting for like cameras to reset yeah. for TJ to nail his lines. Cause he's infamously and bad like, at not getting his lines. If you like, like Gabby, that's a lot of opportunity to talk to Gabby. And I would just like to say, I would have used that opportunity to talk to Gabby. She's a very attractive young woman. I did love, but I didn't, the, the, def- the one thing I didn't understand though was and again, right? Like, obviously, yes, Gabby is super dope looking, but I also thought Gabby was like good peoples as well. I do like to emphasize yeah. that point, which made me even more confused after uh, when she's like, when someone says, oh, she got herself a whole man. And then Fessy was like, well, actually, she got half a man. And everyone was kind of confused. And then it kind of, the conversation drifted. And I'll give Vern a lot of credit. Because Vern got his Oprah on here. And Vern was like, wait, what did you say, Fessy? He's like, oh, I didn't say anything. He's like, no, no, no. 
you said that she got half a man. What, what does that mean? He's like, I never said that. And then everyone's like, no, 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 no. You, you just, just did say that. Shouts to Vern. I got to give Vern credit for that. And we're like, what does that mean? And he's like, uh, he's short. And I was kind of like, really? That's what? So hold on. You didn't have that much time to actually talk to the girl in the house. Then when you did, you make out with her. Cool. Then you guys leave the house. Obviously, you live in different countries. Cool. I think they said they DM'd each other or something, maybe. Called he her. called her when he got his phone back. Yeah, he called her when he got his phone back. She clearly wasn't. And this is me projecting. Okay. Clearly, she wasn't as thirsty for Fessy is my assumption. And I'm saying this from Fessy's point of view, right? Fessy came out of the house. He called her and expected her to be like, oh, my God, Fessy, I love you. Where are you? Let's hang out. Let's meet. Uh. And that wasn't the vibes. And so that's why he turned sour that now she is a man. And to do the whole, oh, that's your man. When like you were just you had six weeks, bro. Right. And it just yeah. like a it was just a lame move. And especially to do that under your breath on a reunion show on TV and homegirls not even there to like actually talk to you. You could tell she was struggling to hear properly over the Zoom call. And it's like and she's a nice girl. She didn't do anything to you. It's just a lame move. Just adding to the list of just lame cornball fessy moves. Super lame, super corny, and just so unbelievably unnecessary. Right? Gabby has moved on with her life. And let's not forget, he went to Turks and Caicos to see Tori mm -hmm. and whatever happened there. She did slide that you know, in. Like, why do you have to insult Gabby's boyfriend who's done nothing to you? Nope. And all because you're just straight hating straight hating uh, and like this is my problem with fessy he on the one hand is constantly bigging himself up and on the other hand is always running down other people even unnecessarily to make himself feel better it's a key well, sign I of insecurity it, I was going to say, he's clearly a very insecure person. Gets his validation from demeaning others, whether it's CT and saying CT's old and washed and whatever. And he's a new guy. Like, he couldn't just say that he's a good competitor. He had to say he's a good competitor and CT's washed. He mm. can't just say that he's a good physical competitor. He has to say, I'll dominate everyone else in the house in any physical competition. Right? So, yeah. Whatever. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I really hope that Fessy takes a break from the challenge. We got to ask Jemmy if Fessy's curse. We got to see if there's a Fessy curse. Oh. <laughs> we'll message her. She'll she'll have a an answer for us. There was one other funny thing, though. They showed us behind the scenes. Everyone's wearing masks. They're wearing face shields. And Devin and Anissa are pretending to be Fessy and Gabby kissing for the that first time. And Devin goes, I can't kiss you. I'm too introverted. Yeah. <laughs> and then Anissa goes, we'll get an get, uh, extroverted. Extroverted, man, I'm tired. Get extroverted. I like it. Great moment. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It was good. Uh, do you have an MVP of this episode? No, this, this episode is not worthy of a best line of the episode or 
an MVP of the episode. That's my hard stance. I'm gonna I'm gonna say. For me, Anissa was the MVP of the episode. Okay. Because I thought, as always, I think she's a tremendously classy, gracious person. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm a big Anissa fan. I thought she carried herself well, and it wasn't just how she carried herself in the reunion, but also, like, it's clear that everyone likes her and respects her. And also, she had some great lines. She spoke truth to power, and more than anyone, she dunked on Fessy, who sucks. Yeah. So I, I did all that without even giving Fessy the LVP because he doesn't even deserve that. I just want him off our TV screens. Agreed. Where can the good people find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter at Shell Alexander, on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander, a brand new follower of Gabby, by the way. I did have to look her up on Instagram. Um, and uh, where else can you find me? Twitch, uh, On Blast Podcast. Uh, you can also find me on YouTube, Sheldon Alexander, all over the place. I'm tired too, man. I'm tired too. I can't even lie. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jay Chidley Hill or, you know, roaming the mean streets of North Toronto, <laughs> wearing a mask because safety first. Uh, uh, I'm very excited because I don't have to do the line. Oh. Until next week, this was You Killed It. You killed it the master is back baby